Listeners, and welcome to Fatal Follower Presents. And also, happy 2023. Now, before we move forward, I just wanted to do a short little recap of why 2022 was so fantastic with horror movies, horror books, and everything in between. So, there's a lot of people giving their best of lists of 2022. Lots of podcasts are doing that. Uh, a lot of the horror websites and so forth. And I didn't want to throw mine out there exactly just for a whole episode for that because a lot of them will overlap. A lot of our best of lists as horror fans are going to be pretty similar. Um, but I just want to throw out quickly some of the movies I think worked for 2022 for me. Um, a big year right off the bat last year, The Cursed, which was an indie effort kind of harkened back to the old hammer looking movies with some creature feature werewolf effects in it. And uh, that was a really solid way to start the last 2022. A Scream um, was a great way to reintroduce newer audiences to the franchise and keep existing uh, viewers intrigued with the story, and I can't wait to see what Scream 6 uh, is going to bring. And um, The Black Phone was a strong horror movie for me. I really dug the Joe Hill adaption, and uh, acting was phenomenal, and uh, it, it just worked. Um, moving into the fall, I was a pretty big fan of Barbarian. I think that was my overall, overall excuse me, favorite movie for 2023. Uh, great surprises, really great acting, and a kick-ass story. Um, it, it worked on me all kinds of levels, and uh, I think you should check it out. It is still on HBO, still waiting for that physical release on that. So that is out there. Uh, Smile, overperformed expectations, audiences, um, really put a dent in the uh, theatrical uh, market. Uh, I think it's 200 million plus at this point. Um, really strong acted by Sosie Bacon and a really cool practical effects and a kick-ass ending. Um, that was a movie that actually grew on me throughout the year and I've given it a couple more watches and I'm really into it. So I like it. I'm looking forward to what they're going to bring on a sequel. Um, and we had... Uh, a couple others. Uh, X was a good movie. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than Pearl. Pearl maybe not worked as much for me as a horror movie, but I think as a good thriller drama, I think it was really solid. Um, I know that will be, um, you know, people will disagree with the way that, that I perceived it, but that's just how my perspective is with the movie. Um, I thought it was just a really good drama thriller. And uh, I think X is just more in line with what I was looking for in a horror movie. So I am mean, curious to see where Maxine will take us. And uh, I caught um, Christmas Bloody Christmas. Uh, that was a Shudder original. That was awesome. And I can't wait to check that out again. Uh, Moloch was a great Shudder release. Uh, really one of my tops of the year. Uh, well acted. Great fairy tale, dark fairy tale story. Um, 
Hatching was another good one. Hulu has that on there. You can check that out. And uh, one that I just caught the other day, which was a 2022 effort, was Adult Swim's Yule Log on HBO. A really bombastic, crazy subgenre mashup of... Um, well, I won't say what it is. You should just check it out. It's on HBO. Um, kind of reminded me a little bit of like sort of cabin in the woods, detention, dude, bro, party massacre kind of vibe. Um, you'll get the humor, you'll get the gore and you'll get a crazy zany story. Um, so check all those out. Of course, all those are the best of, and there's so much more that I could talk about, but, um, let's get into the 2023 of it all. Up first, I am going to share with you one that I recently got from RLJE and Shudder, and that is Kids vs. Aliens. It had its world premiere Fantastic Fest of 2022, and people dug it. Um, RLJE and Shudder is going to release it in theaters on demand and digital on January 20th. Um, they are going to release the Shutter streaming date at a later time. This is directed by Jason Eisner. Now, if you recognize that name, he did an entry in VHS 2. He did the ABCs of Death and famously Hobo with a Shotgun. Um, so this is about all Gary wants is to make awesome home movies with his best buds. All his older sister Samantha wants is to hang with the cool kids. When their parents head out of town one Halloween weekend, an all-time rager of a teen house party turns to terror when aliens attack, forcing the siblings to band together to survive the night. Now this um, is going to be maybe not necessarily entry horror, but um, there are elements of it that may read as entry horror. But for the most part, this is more in line with the recent uh, Psycho Gorman uh, movie. I think it has those terrible uh, twatty kids that are uh, battling something, whether it's an alien, whether it's monsters. Um, like Psycho Gorman didn't work for me and neither did this movie really. Like this isn't one that I would revisit um, only because I'm not into that subgenre of horror. Like it's kind of comedy, horror, um, entry level, but with gore and cussing. And I'm not as much into the unlikable kids characters. Even some of the characters on Stranger Things kind of grate on my nerves a little, but this is just to the extreme. But there are some really cool deaths in this. Uh, there are a couple moments that are really fun. Um, I think if you're into Psycho Gorman, you will get a lot out of this movie. So I recommend it for that. If I was going to rate this, I would say it's maybe a six out of 10 for me. Um, but, you know, you might dig it a lot more. So one that I've kind of had on my radar, but it's been low-key radar, and it's because it's by director Neil Marshall. And when I found out that his wife, Charlotte Cook, Kirk, excuse me, um, was one of the writers of this movie. I was like, hmm, okay. She's not what I would call the best actress. She was in The Reckoning that Neil Marshall did. And I just didn't, uh, it just wasn't that great. Um, this one, however, is a step in a better direction, I think, for Neil Marshall's, he never really went away, but his horror entries lately have been a little mixed. Um, of course, he directed The Descent, which is, in my opinion, 
one of his best movies and uh, Dog Soldiers, which is a tie for one of his best movies. Um, and then in between, he's had some other misses and maybe lower hits. But uh, this one is about when Royal Air Force pilot Lieutenant Kate Sinclair, played by Charlotte Kirk, is shot down over Afghanistan. She finds refuge in an abandoned underground bunker where deadly man-made biological weapons, half human, half alien, are awakened. Um, it's really just that simple. Um, you got practical creature guys in creature suits, uh, creature feature. It plays more of like uh, the movie Doom with The Rock or older Resident Evil kind of vibe. Um, even a lower, deeper cut Extro 2. Um, it's kind of got that vibe. Um, it's really, they they go to the bunker, they fight creatures, and there's some gore, there's some characters that uh, you may root for, and it's just, there's some very campy moments. Um, there's a, there's the, I believe it's the, um, the leader of the unit that has like an eye patch, and his southern drawl is definitely one to listen for. Uh, it's pretty campy and pretty funny. Um, there are a lot of people that either this won't appeal to, or they're just like, oh, that was, the acting was bad. It was cheap. But there is that place in my heart for cheap kind of creature features. So I think you'll dig it. Uh, it is available on Shutter on January 26th. So you can check it out there. You can also pick it up on DVD and Blu-ray, which I will probably do. Um, so check it out. And um, for all of you looking for the follow-up on that amazing cliffhanger of the Tubi original from October of 2022, Terror Train. Terror Train 2 is now out. <laughs> a couple months later. Not even two months later. Um, it's kind of wild. But uh, the Terror Train remake, which I actually kind of enjoyed, um, lower key, campy, uh, some good kills, some good masks, and uh, pretty simple. Uh, played per B, the original movie, but updated with some... Um, kind of social media presence in it. It, it worked for me, uh, not on my best of list, but it's one that I picked up and will rewatch again. Terror Train 2 picks up a year since those gruesome murders took the lives of multiple college seniors aboard that now infamous Terror Train. Alana, the final girl, is coerced to join the magician and other survivors on a New Year's Eve redemption ride aboard the very same train where a new kind of evil awaits once again the terrified passengers must fight to survive this is directed again by philip or felipe philip gagnon i said his name completely wrong i apologize um so i'm into it because it has tim razan and i did kind of like robin elamar the final girl in the remake um it is a little couple steps down for me from the first one. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that the original with Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be high top for golden age era slashers. Um, the remake sits pretty comfortable at entertaining for new remakes. Uh, this one is a little below mainly because there is an attempt at some seriousness about how trauma is processed and how you confront it. And uh, it's, it's a little too hammy but at the same time there is a mean girls 
aspect to this that kind of does something different in a new direction that maybe the maybe this movie franchise needs to go in. Um, influencers are annoying, so they lean in on that idea, and uh, it's got a different sort of motivation and and uh, and vibe, but. Um, it's kind of cool. I don't know. Like it's cheesy and you, you may or may not get much out of it. Um, I think if I was going to rate it, the remake, which I kind of already talked about, sits a little higher, but this one may be a, I don't know, like a six out of 10. Um, I'm kind of at sixes right now, like kids versus aliens, six out of 10, the layer, maybe six and a half for the layer. Uh, this one, six out of 10. Um, so yeah, so those are some recommendations. Um, you know, you can find this one on Tubi. It is a Tubi original. They will probably do a Terror Train 3. Who knows? Um, I won't hold my breath. All right. So one that I recently caught and I uh, had a lot of fun with it. And it would be one that a lot of people are talking about. It's uh, now out. And uh, fun fact about it, um, it originally started at Warner Brothers. And because Warner Brothers has Annabelle, they decided not to go with it. So James Wan and company shipped it to Universal Blumhouse with their recent collaboration with Atomic Monster. And Megan is now a Universal title, which means there is the potential possibility of a Chucky crossover. So that could be fun and exciting. But to be honest, I don't even need it. Like Megan was to me, was perfectly fine as its own thing. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. If you haven't gotten to check it out yet, definitely check it out in theaters. It's directed by Gerard Johnston. Um, he directed a really fun movie called Housebound. Uh, this is produced by James Wan, Jason Blum, and uh, written by Akila Cooper, who I'm really fanning over now because she wrote Malignant, which is one of my favorites. She is she wrote um, Hell Night or Hell... Oh, night. Hellfest, excuse me. I had to look, um, which I kind of thought was a cool lower cut movie. And uh, I'm kind of more excited now for The Nun 2 because she's writing it. I hope that the, it gets it's campy. I, I want more of the campy slashery horror that um, is fun and light, but still brutal in many ways. Um, and speaking of Megan uh, being brutal, Akilah Cooper recently went online and talked about how her script, yes, was bloodier. Yes, it was gorier. And there is a potential for a unrated cut. So, and I think they're going to put it together and release it as well. So that would be awesome. Um, another movie that was recently released, um, theatrical and unrated, was The Invitation, which actually played a little bit better with the blood and, and a bit of gore. Um, I could see where Megan could be amplified with the gore. Actually, there were some cuts in this movie that... Um, excuse me, deaths in this movie that happened that I was like, mm, let's push in PG-13. I wasn't expecting that. What would N-rated be? Um, but it is about Megan. She's a marvel of artificial intelligence who likes to dance. A lifelike doll that's programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. Designed by Gemma, a brilliant roboticist, Megan can listen, watch, and learn as it plays the role of friend and teacher, playmate, and protector. 
When Gemma becomes the unexpected caretaker of her eight-year-old niece, she decides to give this girl a Megan prototype, a decision that leads to unimaginable consequences, consequences, excuse me, and some interesting parent perspectives. Um, this has obviously a social critique wedged, well, a couple of social critiques wedged in there about parenting, about screen time for children, about screen time for adults, about where, blah, 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 about where we find comfort in attachment when we're dealing with a trauma. And so I, I liked that. I liked the hung in cheek moments. There's some camp to it. The climax is a lot of fun and there is the potential setup for a sequel. So I'm ready for it. They're going to bring it. So bring it on. And uh, out of that one, I would say a rating nine out of 10 for me. Uh, I was super happy with this. I would definitely own this, rewatch it, find lots of fun out of it. So super looking forward to that. There's a lot of movies coming out that I'm really looking forward to uh, in 2023 to start off. Um, there's a, a interesting idea of a movie, more action fantasy horror coming out called The Devil. Well, it will be out by the time this episode airs. The Devil Conspiracy. Sounds pretty fun. I'll let you know if I end up checking it out. Uh, Fear is coming out from the director of Dead Tone, which is a throwback slasher from the mid-2000s, I believe. Um, we have, obviously, Scream 6 is coming out. We're going to see Ghostface in New York City. Cannot wait for that. Um, I believe Insidious is going to be coming out over the summer. We have Salem's Lot, The Nun 2, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff, lots of releases, uh, Blu-ray physical releases. Um, Vinegar Syndrome just dropped a whole bunch of fun goodies that I can't wait to receive. Um, Christmas Bloody Christmas is getting a Blu-ray that's going to be coming out in a couple weeks or well, a couple months or a month, I believe. Um, they're also going to be uh, dropping that VHS 99, which I'm looking forward to. Lots of lots of physical, lots of stuff out, uh, lots of books that are going to be you know hitting the shelves. I picked up a lot of books um, last year, and um, I'm looking to see what new horror is going to bring. I currently am reading a book called The White Spaces, which is an interesting um, book that is set around 1918, and it's on an expedition, but there is this whole element of getting to Antarctica and being a stowaway and these questions of masculinity and gender intertwined with what is soon to be horror. I haven't gotten far in the book, but man, is it really good. And uh, it's called The White Spaces. And uh, I I recommend you picking it up. Um, it's, it's a new book that's out um, that I picked up at one of the Barnes & Noble's uh, sales. It's by Allie Wilkes. Um, it's basically an alternate alternate history horror supernatural kind of novel. Novel, excuse me. I cannot talk today, um, but I recommend that. Um, another book that I wanted to push. It is from fellow Fatal Follower presents follower and overall friend horror fiend uh, Matt Bell. Matt Bell is a writer of horror and non horror, and uh, he recently dropped Rise of the Nasties. If an army of winged corpses hatches in the woods, does it make a sound? Hell yes, it does. Abe Calhoun is one of the good guys. He's the mayor of Brownwater and a prominent figure in the church. 
His thriving farm continues to rescue refugees, allowing them to begin new lives in picturesque upstate New York. However, dark whispers of his true nature are confirmed when he decides to plant more than seeds in the soil. When Maya Blair's bestie goes missing, she reaches out to her coven for help. What follows is a harvest of revenge like no other. The Mosquito Prince is born, scores of wiggling eggs hatch, and a war begins between humans, insects, and hybrids. Thus begins the rise of the nasties. A really cool cover. You can pick this up now. Uh, I would I picked mine up on thebookpatch.com. Check it out. Um, look at Matt Bell's profile on there. Pick up Rise of the Nasties. I have not gotten to read this yet because I have lots of things that are that are I'm currently trying to dig through. Uh, but I cannot wait to read this, and it looks like a fun read. Um, you can also check out all the white spaces at anywhere you pick up your physical media. Um, and that's it. You know, lots of things I recommend, lots of 2022 that I still need to catch up on. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, there's just, uh, there's so much all the time horror, all mediums of horror that, um, it's sometimes it's hard to keep up and a little overwhelming at times, but, uh, I think that, uh, I think I look forward to the most is, connecting with you all out there and just having the conversations that I've had with fellow horror fiends about um, the movies we watch, the books we read, the stories we tell and and listen to. And uh, it was a super year of podcasting for 2022. And while this podcast has evolved from many different ways that I used to present it, I really like where I'm at now with being able to suggest things that I've watched and have you connect with me online and talk about them. Uh, I think that is an organic way where we can still become friends and I can still get out there what I recommend and uh, keep it positive. Um, there will be guests in the future, but as of now, uh, because of the amount of busyness in my life, that's where the show is. So I appreciate you hanging on and uh, keeping tuned in. And uh, I look forward to sharing and spreading more horror, gore, and blood for 2023. As always, you can check out Fatal Follower Presents, a podcast on Facebook, Horror Amino, and uh, reach out to me at Fatal Follower Presents at Gmail. So stay safe, stay spooky, and happy 2023. Oh, horror. Bye-bye. <laughs>